Hello and welcome back to Subtleties for Stupid People, the podcast show where we talk about stupidity and a lot of dumb things. My name is Kai Yamamoto and I'm joined here by today by two very, very lovely gentlemen. Like, oh my god. On my left, I have the, the prettiest guy in the room. Well, what he thinks though himself. Oliver Bjerman, how are you? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I was drinking. I thought we were going to introduce Christian first. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Oliver, and I'm a guy. Yeah, I love making films. I go to film school. You are male. I am. Wait, no, I don't get shipped to other places. I'm express male, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and on my right, I have the purple guy who's taking my juice, Christian Lovridson. Your juice? Yeah, because he's purple, and I'm identified as purple, so he stole my identity. Oh, I mean, I can take it off if you want. Please do. No, no. Oh, goddamn. All right. <laughs> How are you, Christian? How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. You won a treasure uh, hunt, you told us. Yeah, I went on a treasure hunt. Uh, how was that? It was exo- like excruciating and, <laughs> and awful. It was a treasure hunt. It was a treasure <laughs> hunt. Treasure like, hunt. We, got a, like, we went past a zombie pit, and they were like... There were zombies down there, and I was like, okay, we gotta get the fuck out of here. And then they, they, they <laughs> ran away and like started screaming and stuff. So I don't know if I said anything wrong or if they were actually playing. I don't know. It's <laughs> if anyone is in doubt, the apocalypse didn't start early here in Denmark. It's yeah. just Christian's weird world. Um, yeah. Today is the penultimate episode, the 19th, before our uh, final episode, the next one, episode 20. But uh, today we're talking about the future of filmmaking. Oh yeah, and of course that will be tied in quite a bit with you know technology, and which I am not that good in. But the two guys opposite me are very very smart in that case. We're experts. So uh, I will have an opinion, of course, and I will have my thoughts. But I think that these guys might be the experts here today. Oh yeah. But of course we have a tradition. Booty. And after booty, we you also have so. <laughs> <laughs> we have a tradition for Oliver's Corner. Will you please introduce today's drink? Oh damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, hi. Well, I mean, hi everyone. <laughs> like, uh, hi everyone, and welcome to the very prepared show. <laughs> This is the ASMR Corner, and today I want to introduce you to a drink, the Anarchist Hazy Session IPA, American. Hey, why does it say? Exactly. No, it hay. It's haze. American haze. Yeah, Kaya, would you please hold the drink while I? Of course, I will. Introduce the audience to the one of the most satisfying sounds you'll ever want to hear. Oh. Oh my lord. <laughs> oh yeah. Here we go again. We have a, a second one. Yeah, we're three people, so this this is gonna take a while. Oh! Oh yeah! <laughs> all right, all right, all right, guys, guys. Christian, here's your drink. Should, Thank should, you. My drink. We do as we we did the, some episodes earlier, where we pour in in, in 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 synchronized session. No, we'll do something more exciting today, Cairo. Oh fuck! I've actually got something pretty crazy planned. Well, all right, it isn't planned because I don't know about this, guys. I want you both to hold your beer. Like to your chin, basically, and I want you to pour it from this height, and we'll see what sounds it makes. I have a computer in front of me, dude. I don't care. <laughs> dude, I'm quite surprised. I'm very, boy, I'm, I'm very heavy. I'm very heavy. My glass is like 
Yep. 80% foam. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Heavy foaming. Mine is, I mean, mine is like halfway. I don't know. I, I, Cheers, don't, guys. I don't know if I can drink this yet. It's, it's a lot of foam. We, okay, we'll, we can't. Let it, let it sit for let a while. I mean, I can, I can, we, can, we can sniff okay, it. Okay, okay. Wait Okay, okay. Joke pause. Are you ready? This is very good. This is a very controversial joke. Bread drinking Who beer. Who would win in a chess match? George Bush or Bin Laden? Hmm. Who would win in a chess match? Who would win, Christian? This is a very controversial joke. Don't be... Yeah. I feel like if I... If you're offended, don't listen to this. I feel like if I answer, I'm going to get canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are you giving up? Yes. Oliver? What? I'm not going to participate in this. I don't want to get (laughs) canceled. (laughs) Well, uh, of course, it will be... uh, Osama Bin Laden, because George Bush, Bush is missing two towers. Dude. It's a no, joke. no. It's we a joke. can't do this. Somebody cut it's the... It's actually, <laughs> yeah, you can edit this out if you want. You can edit this out. Yeah, well, also, it's me who's editing. I don't care. This actually reminds me. I've seen a, seen a picture of a, like a simulation of chess where it's America uh, versus the UK. And the UK is missing a queen. <laughs> America is missing a <laughs> <the> tower. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's uncalled for. Dude, I missed it. But uh, I think the foam is mostly cleared out now. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. We'll it, it, smells like, it smells very pineapple-ish, I think. It's very fruity. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't taste fruity at all. No, this, no. Is, this is bad. Is it bad? It's not, not it, the best. You know, I mean. you know, if you ever want to know how, like... Grainy smoke tastes like this is it. It's like it has no taste, but then you just like you get a little like it's little, very little bitter here and there. It, yeah, you know it's, it's bitter. It's definitely an IPA. It, oh yeah, it yeah, is. it's definitely yeah. Whoa, I don't know, it's a, I'm a bit surprised. I think I think I think we should have left it in the fridge a bit more. I don't think it's cold enough. No, uh, no, this is fine. Fuck it. I the glass, it I mean, it, it, it freezes the glass. Yeah, the glass is like kind of cold. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't really I don't real. think it's cold Whoa. enough. Well, I mean, I think it's just a bit underwhelming because the smell is uh. so strong. Like, when if, if you Ooh. smell it, it's like really strong. And yeah. then if you taste it, it's like nothing. It's just yeah. it's just very, very, it's on when you get it, when you pour it in. And then it's this. very strong. And then the aftertaste is just like okay. bitterness. I'm going to give you this. Well, I have a, a bottle of my own. Yeah, but you're a, a crippling alcoholic, so you can do both. Like, dude, how many drinks on in the podcast have you ever finished? Maybe two, I think. And we've done, like, we've recorded, I think, 15 episodes. <laughs> All right. To anyone out there listening, by the way, thank you for tuning in for the ASMR corner. It's over now. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone tuning in, yeah, I haven't finished the drinks I'm cool like that. I don't need to prove that I can drink alcohol. I'm, I'm not pushing you to. It's just like we, 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 it was. I think even it was you and Sean's idea to have a drink for each episode. <laughs> Kids, it's okay to say no. It's okay to. Say it's no. okay to say no. It's okay to say no. No means no yeah. in every context. And if anybody says otherwise, fuck them. Thank you yeah, for listening yeah. for this. <laughs> Figuratively. Oh, here we go. All right. All right. It's my, my own is in my corner. Fuck yeah. Let's go, let's go. Oh. Oh. 
All right, that but, was Christian's special appearance. Yeah, it's, it was awesome being on the show, guys. See you later. I'm, I'm going to head off. I'm well, head off. today, of course, we were are talking about the future of filmmaking. But before we talk about the future, we should respect the past and talk a little bit about, you know, film history. Just, just very, very quickly. Um, we also talked about this in our previous episode, the golden age of Hollywood. Hell but, yeah, we uh, did. This is a very, very, just a quick reminder. So, of course, we know we started... Film is probably, you know, a very visual media. And it uh, probably came out, you know, when, was it in the late 18 or 1700s? It's, it's uh, called, sorry. One of no, the 19th century. One of the first whoever, like, movies who ever came out, it was so revolutionized that it was just, like, 17 seconds of a train, like, coming to the station. Yeah, that was that's the first, I, that was the first, uh, yeah. that was the first film camera. But the first motion picture, that was the roundhouse, round hay garden, you know, the horse that... Uh, that just runs. Um, That's the first motion picture. Um, not too sure that's true, actually. I'm pretty sure the train is like. Oliver never listens to me. We did this no, in, Kyle, in our previous <laughs> quiz, and I proved it to him. And he researched it himself, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he's that right." I mean, but then he again, never it, believes me. It, it sounds a lot like Oliver because he researched like all the answers in the quiz that I was in, like afterwards. Yeah. yeah, and I was right. <laughs> he never believed no, 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 no. me. You were right in some of them. No, I'm just saying that some of them. I'm just <laughs> the ones you research. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that in film school, we we we've been taught film history, mm. and when I take that up, the definition of the first motion picture varies a lot, and there's actually well, then then why is my answer incorrect then? If it varies, there should be let's let's say that let let's say. We have five different answers. We don't have enough time for this, I think. So let's just say there are different answers on this, and one of the takes is the horse, right? Guys, come on, we can do this peacefully. So, the, so there was no point for you to interrupt me. In there this. was a point. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> saying to the people, don't believe everything you I'm hear. A no, no, make no, your no, own no, research. This is what make your own research. This is what I have researched. I wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I've just done some research, like very quickly, and uh, and that's that's just this. But I believe it's the what is it called, Round Hay House Garden or something with the horse. That was the first motion picture, and then well, of course we have the train revolutionized by the f- the two French guys who yeah. are called what the fuck are they called? Oh, who, yeah, I'm not sure. Don't you're, remember. You're, you're the one who's supposed to know what. Yeah, you, what, yeah. what yeah. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Film school. I went to I, film school. I, I have heard that in multiple times, but the, the thing I focus on is the film. Is, so aren't screw they you guys. The, the, the Lumiere brothers? Yeah. Lumiere? That sounds Lumiere about right. Or something? Lumiere. Whatever. And then they created it, and then it became, uh, throughout each century, throughout the, the First World, World War, it became a propaganda media. Yeah. And, uh, they and used even, it a lot. Exactly, and uh, of course also it developed in uh, the Second World War, but in between that, Silent the golden too. age of Hollywood was uh, was uh, on the rise, which we did uh, talk about in our previous 50s. episode. Yeah, throughout the, the 20s, 30s, 40s, on most people also say 50s and maybe even in the beginning of the 60s, and then, then it became more, you know, noir and very singular, director-based. Before it was very studio-based. And uh, then the television came on, uh, sometimes throughout the 60s and it became more and more popular and then a TV show became to become a thing yeah TV series has taken over like a lot exactly so uh, so Hollywood or you know the filmmaking industry re- reacted with making bigger and better films they wanted yep. to do uh, what is Cinerama and Panavision and 
70s and we are now ending up with probably i believe that is the biggest possible screen picture is came into uh, the picture IMAX and 3D was also a, mm. a big thing a big technology For, thing 4D is actually being a commercial thing now in a lot of places yeah more so. and more yeah, yeah more and more i've heard it wait 4D that's like with the like the chairs moving and everything yeah. right? and like water squirting out on you there's like that's water f- exactly uh, i think that's 5D no no that's 4D is it 4D yeah they have it in uh, oh Mm. I, I I've never seen a movie in 4D, dude. It's way better. I hear really? different opinions about it, but it's because the experience is more is more extreme. You don't go in to see a 4D to relax. I got that. <laughs> it's an experience. But it's an yeah, it's an experience in and of itself. I can you guys explain why it's called 4D because that name doesn't make sense to me. No, it, mathematically it doesn't. It's because it takes the 2D screen like the and the 3D experience within the screen. And pull it out into you, which creates another but, dimension. But that, but that is already in the 3D because there are only three dimensions you can walk. No, no, you no. Go yeah, across, but it, it, I think you it's go the through. I think it's the equivalent of like the, the, the screen itself being 2D, like uh, yeah, like yeah, the screen itself. But that, but then 3D came in, and then it's yeah. like you know, you know, back and forth. Mm. You can go from left I think to right, four, I think back, f- yeah, and up and down. That's 2D. That's two dimensions, and then, and you then have you 3D. Can you go can go like, through. Yeah. A free, a free dimension. I think they they call it 4D for advertisement reasons. To be honest, yeah, it's, it's just like it's supposed to be like you know, the continuation, mm, yeah. the next level. It's not actual a fourth dimension. We can't. We're living a yeah, 3D we live, plane. We live in a three D dimension. Right? So experiencing 4D would be immeasurable to us. We can't imagine it. Yeah. Like, that's a different plane. That's than beyond we, our understanding. Yeah, we don't exist in that. So what are we gonna reference it to? <laughs> I thought you just had an explanation because I never understood. I, you know, for commercial reasons, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, for commercial. But like, if I take it literally, I don't. It's because they take something unequivocal, like pulling a universe from one universe into our universe. That's kind of what they're getting at. This is very meta now. Yeah, it's very meta. It's very meta. It, it, it's like <laughs> understanding it's a movie by making the experience of the movie different and accounted for what is happening within the movie. It works on paper, not in reality. Let's okay. just say it that that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, you know they they respond with that and also with three D throughout the eighties. It became a thing. The eighties, three D uh, or nineties. Not sure. Uh, and then uh, of course you know with the involvement of, uh, in of the uh, technology, we of course got mobile phones and smaller cameras that now even. Uh, you can private citizens can now make films, and then a big thing which I oh yeah, believe, cameras you know, have gone so the, far. the internet then became a thing where you can do and upload your own films on small videos. Blair Witch Project is a great example. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah that, it actually yeah that brought out like a whole genre of itself, like found footage films. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's really like that insane. started on the internet. Yeah. With, yeah, all the way back in like the '90s with the the Blair Witch, right? Well, well, well when did when did the internet become a thing? 96, 95? Yes, yeah, somewhere around that. Just right when I was born or something like that. Like when the first iPhone came out, internet really blew up. But that was like pretty late. First iPhone was out in like, what was it, 2006? I think it was before that. It was like yeah. before YouTube. Because YouTube is from 6. Yeah. Really? Yeah. YouTube You're not thinking of, of the iPod, I'm th- the iPhone. YouTube and iPhones really did a revolutionizing of the internet. That's when internet became way too common. Yeah. 
basically. <laughs> yeah, because it like it opened up so many possibilities. The like the internet was just like forums. Yeah, exactly. And like pictures of cats and stuff, and then yeah. it became YouTube where you could now post like videos of cats mm. and text chats, and everything was dominating throughout. And then YouTube came along, and everyone realized, oh. Just like real estate is a good thing to invest in, the internet is a good thing to invest in because we can do anything in here. We can yes. revolutionize f- everything. Fuck it. What, what is there an argument to say you know that the internet is like the fourth dimension or an, or another universe? No, yo, <laughs> it's the metaverse. Meta or Snapchat or Facebook have not sponsored this uh, show, just to be yet. clear. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a moment, Snapchat, I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, throughout, of course, the noughts and then the tens, the, even we refined more and more the technology, and now we're here in 2022. Where we are, VR films are taking VR a big are, stroll. Big Holy crap. Things like, you know, buildings and businesses dedicated to giving you an A or sorry VR movie experience is such a big thing. If you guys have ever been to like Google conventions or seen the live shows, a lot of what the like students on giant tech companies and such do is actually work with AR to getting the digital world into our own. Oh, yeah, our AR, that's AR, aug- AR. Aug- augmented reality, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a big showcase about a year ago where they, uh, some students made a whole whale, like a realistic whale, in AR, floating around a building, like like some Harry Potter type shit. It, it moved with projections. For those, so of, cool. for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, it will be very similar to what a hologram is that you see in movies. Basically. But yeah. you could only see it throughout the camera. It's like Pokemon mm. Go, actually. I was just about to say, it's it's exactly like Pokemon Go. Like, it, Pokemon mm. Go, like, it's... it's It, it yeah, encapsulates the concept. It's just, it's just the a minimized version, and Bingo. it's only on your phone. Mm. But... And you, you know, can also do... The it on, idea is the same. You can also do it on Google now. Like, you can go in, like, mm-hmm. you can look up dog, and then it's like, oh... To see the realistic size of a dog in mm. AR, and then it turns on the camera and, and places y- a dog. Yeah, dope shit. You can place the dog on the ground and be like, "Oh, it's this tall. It's this wide. It's okay." Cool. I also think the iPhone uses AR to like to measure. Mm. You have like a measuring tool. You mm. can like yeah. S- yeah. scan your like this table that we're sitting at, for example, and then you can click one corner and then the other corner, and it'll tell you exactly how long it is. Yeah, you which can is do just that. like insane. It lasts, there's like 50 apps that do that. Yes. Okay. Crazy. Cool. Um, guys, just to take it a little bit back before we go into the future, because if if you're a film nerd, you would know from 2015 we would be in the future. Uh, for those of you <laughs> who have seen back, back to the Future, exactly. What do you... How did digital filmmaking evolve the film industry? Holy shit, it did a lot. If you can do that, summarize that very shortly well it gave the ability to a lot of amateur filmmakers to introduce their own ideas and things just like the Blair Witch I know we talked about that a lot so far (laughs) but that was a new kind of concept and the internet and digital world helped introduce that which gave movies the opportunity to I, I know it sounds wrong but they were basically like oh that's a great idea let's take inspiration from that and do that and just just like we all know, they eventually bought the rights to the IP, Blair Witch Project, and used it to make a movie. And in that way, they did the same thing with like new shows today. Digital world has become a 
a normal thing within movies they use that within the movies to further plots and such like in horror movies sometimes the per creepy person can be coming through the computer and such like that that started a lot like in youtube and such thing ideas and things like that yeah slenderman is actually a good example Slender bingo except for the movie because let's be honest the movie kind of sucked it really they really misunderstood the whole concept but yeah a concept such as slenderman blair witch mm. like so on and so forth it, it's yeah I, i do believe that like in the internet is a huge it, it played a huge part in the evolution of movies so especially did. in the early 2010s mm. because that's when it like for real yeah kicked off true the internet and the movies generally threw up like fucking 200% of what they've previously been mm -hmm. both of them and they're yeah they've just been like also been revolutionizing <laughs> the oh that's a tough word yeah it's really um, the the techniques and the like the tools they have for filmmaking filmmaking such as yeah. cgi And practical effects, they are mm. like it's a whole new thing now. Mm. Whole new thing. Yeah. And it's because it's been been like a such a such a normalized thing on the internet and introducing new filmmakers with the new tools. I'm sorry to say it, but VFX people from the 90s are gonna be so completely different from like the children who grew up in let's say 2005 and are now Our generation. Is, yeah, our Because generation. We, yeah, we grew up. Oh, wait, I grew up in 2002. <laughs> What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, well, people yeah, our like... Our generation and afterwards. Like, our we grew generation. Up with digital media, digital everything. filmmaking. Yeah, we, we've talked about this a lot on our private time. We we get such a bad feeling inside when we see people like Billie Eilish and me share same birthday and same year. And... What? Yeah. Billie Eilish is so far ahead of me, but she's, think about it, she's, from early age, she's also been exposed to so, so many creative things, just like I have. She just chose a prof different profession, which she did really well in, and I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you see so many more and more people at our age, early age, succeeding way beyond some people have done before, because they have all these new tools and things they can do with them, like... Um, just take the new Thor movie for example. Uh, freaking, uh, what's it called? Oh, love, love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Chris yeah. Hemsworth's child was in that, and she was actually a pretty good child actor. Think about how many movies she's been able to be exposed of, and think about how many movie movies we were able to experience at what is just like seven, eight, probably. Yeah. I, I still remember sometimes going into a store to rent a DVD. I only just experienced that for like one year before it wasn't a thing anymore. And just learning about Netflix and such. She grew up with that her entire upbringing. She has all She's that all, availability. All, all, always have streaming. Exactly. So yeah. it makes so much sense that she's such a great actress because she grew up with it. She's only known this and this and this. And it varies what she's been exposed to. But let's say she's been exposed to the good stuff. I kind of get it. I'm a tech nerd, but I was also exposed to like tech tutorials and how to fix an iPad when I was young. So so you're saying, you know, that the market has been much more amateur friendly or much easier to access for, you know, the, not, not industry people. The, mar than, the than market for digital. The market right now is so well made that... Like, 
it, it's pulling out experts from amateurs so quickly with everything it avail- makes available for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I saw this interview. I've actually talked about this a lot. But I saw an interview with George Lucas when he made Star Wars. All of his VFX guys said they were inspired by the same movies. They come from the same community. They read the same magazines. They were like blown away by these stop motion motion pictures, uh, King Kong and such. And it's like, of course, they they made amateur movies and all that stuff. And it makes sense that now our generation, which is like a lot of years older, of course, we get exposed to crazy things compared to the original uh, stop motion movies. Mm. And what we then do with the things that we reflect on and inspire from is like 10 times more holy shit balls. I would have loved to seen it's the, w- much more over- overwhelming, right? Yeah, we've got it's a lot more yeah, on our f- plate. Mm. Yeah, but but in a good way and for the right reasons. Yeah. Because I would love to see the people behind the uh the what the fourth, fifth and sixth Star Wars movie. Oh the, yeah, the new ones. The, no, no, the, the the sequel, no prequels. Prequels, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Because that was back going on back in like the eighties and what late, yeah late the, the prequels yeah that was right. in the nineties and nineties yeah but the original was like in the in late seventies yeah seventies yeah I would have loved to see all those people today like if they mm-hmm. had the same age and Star oh, Wars the, the original thing, Star Wars team yeah like all the oh, way okay. back yeah, yeah. all the, the ones that, that go that's all the way back quite revolutionizing what they did mm, exactly with, with but think, yeah christian has a good point think about what they would have been able to do today if they had the same start right now yeah if they had the, the like the tools and the like this whole globalized uh, like globalized, globalized yeah, yeah globalized environment and mm. tools yeah they would have been able to like raise the bar by like a lot so much. but is, they, is there an argument for that you know because we have these many tools that is probably too easy but with that hunger that they had because we have we have it way easier now than they had, so your argument is that you, they we couldn't nev- not even imagine what I think, they could I, do I with like the same tools that yeah, we because have. Because I do available. believe I do believe that we take them for for granted, mm. definitely. But yeah. to see some like young creators, I don't know if you you know, but there's a YouTuber called Kane Pixels. Yeah, yeah, well, he, he, made, he made he made the backrooms. The backrooms web Fuck, series. He's good at what he he's is, doing. He did that when he, he the first video, the one that like. The original one. Yeah, the one that went, like, super viral. has, like, 80 million views or something. Mm. He made that when he was 16, and he made it all by himself. All by himself. All by himself. True. And he's been expanding upon this universe and, like, actually getting actors. Keep keeping, like, keep raising the bar, making more and more more more. content that is better and better and better. It just gets... That's so true. It's just so good. Like, it's exponentially getting better and better. So it's like, it was pretty good. Mm. And now it's like phenomenal. And I've, I haven't seen anything like this before. Perfect example. Kane Pixels is like. Kane, he, Kane if you're listening, we, we love you. Yeah, Kane, <laughs> if you want to come and be on the podcast, <laughs> we'll give you a free beer. Yes. We'll, yeah, we'll pay for it. Don't worry. We'll pay for it. Don't worry. But it's, yeah, um, that's so true. Like, mm. And finding communities right now is so easy. I was ed- editing our short film Baggage the other day. I mean,. I know a lot from editing that because now I know what I wanted to do differently and of course that involves me but I suddenly saw when I was editing the music like I didn't like this duh, 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 duh. so I went on Reddit I texted a guy and he actually sent me a remix he made from some music and like I found a community that was so dedicated to music and such 
And guys, I swear, the best thing in that short film right now is the music. Mm. Because I was able to go back and forth and finding this community and finding this guy who's also interested in this thing, this thing, I could now take my stuff to the next level by finding, you know, it's it's like the typical thing. If you have one year to learn how to make movies and you're alone, it's going to take you one year. But let's say you're three guys who are who are all interested in learning movies. One guy makes a mistake on Friday, other guy makes a mistake on Wednesday and teaches everybody how to fix that. Third guy, next Saturday, he makes a mistake, he teaches everyone how to do this and this and this. All those three guys are gonna be like maybe four years ahead of the guy who's doing it alone. Mm. We have communities today and utilizing that is like the biggest thing. Networking is exactly such like out of frame production. Such a big thing. What? Like, like what? Exactly like out of frame productions. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Like networking and utilizing. Is there also. Oh, yeah. I was just about to say using people. It's like. Let's (laughs) use them. Guys, is there then also an argument to say that we are losing something uh, if the digital world, which, you know, for example, you know, the volume has become a thing, you know, with the LED screens and doing that, you can only do that with a digital camera. Is there an argument that we will be losing a film? Art, in what some sense, with you know cell- celluloid film being lost more and more. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know that's a big community, and I've actually. I, I would say I'm more film guy than a digital guy. Yeah, I was about to say celluloid. there's a lot of people that still process their movies and things on film. That's I get it. To be honest, it, it seems cool and it there's a lot going on and they have a lot they need to figure out and do in order to get that great film. And it's honestly, it's a great challenge. Someday I want to make a lot of pictures on film just to see if I could do it. But I got to admit, it it's it's an outdated thing. It's an outdated sort of media. Yeah, I was just about to say, like because of the whole globalization thing that is happening right now, I think times are changing and it's like so impor- it's important that like you adapt as a creator mm-hmm. and like of course you can stay with using like what you know. old old techniques and still using an old version of Photoshop you know yeah. stuff like that like <laughs> not not have not move with the like not changing with the, the times, times. Yeah. yeah the times can be a challenge but if you do if you if you do that if you stay like within your Comfort zone. Within your comfort zone when it comes to like new software and new techniques and you still produce something that's good and that you can be proud of, then mm. it's, I don't think it matters. But I think it becomes more and more outdated as we, we, go, as as we, we go. As we progress in time. Yeah, but, then, but then again, it mm. gives a good effect because when then when somebody uses an old effect or not, not old effect, old technique. Oh, yeah. Like, let's, let's be honest. If I were to see a practical effect in like a new triple a like studio yeah uh film you'd be like i would be like oh that's so awesome Mm. because it it, like we talked about the boys Mm. a couple of episodes back this i love that show yeah the the, the way we talked about the whale scene oh everything that is yeah the only thing that was cgi is the the scene where the the deep is on top of the whale and yeah. when it like crashes onto land, onto and expo- the beach, yeah, yeah, onto the beach, and ex- like explodes, and you see like the insides of it, and it's really disgusting. Like eighty percent, maybe ninety percent of that was practical. They mm. made an actual whale and had people like mm-hmm. push like on the inside of it. So when like the 
camera is inside of the whale. Mm. It looks like the whale is still alive. Brilliant. It's like an actual thing. It's Ooh. so brilliant. It's so good. True. That's very true. Like, that's very like an easy special effect to do also. Mm. But yeah. yeah. But it's a great way to say that like utilizing something like practical and mixing it with visual effects is honestly a good thing. Marvel yeah. did it a lot with Endgame too. Like when they had to make Cap uh Captain America an old guy. They put Mega on, on, cap, on cap. Like the only thing they really did was like shorten his neck and shoulders so he didn't look as muscular. That was about it. That's the only VFX they did. Everything else was practical. And there's a lot to say that mixing the old technique with practical in within the new VFX world that we have in movies, it, it's a better way to do it. Mm. That's so true, Christian. Like, and it, but it just shows that they actually care for what they make because they could have taken the easy way out, especially on the whale scene. It's a very short scene that they could, they could like the creators could have just said, no, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Like just, just use CG. I mean, you, we have good yeah. people. They can do that. They'll, we'll they, give some more time and the release date will, yeah. date will be pushed, but do CG. Yeah, do CG. There is also, you know, also an argument that if you do some bananas ass math, like Ryan Johnson did on Knives Out and probably also will, you know, in Glass Onion, which comes out very soon. Um, he is only shooting on digital, but he, it looks like film. I think all of Knives Out is shot is shot on you know digital, but there are grains like film grain dust particles in that film, and also you know the titles they are all like moving like it's you know it's a running film. So again, it's it's another nail in the coffin for for film celluloid. It's very. It's it's very it's it's fucking crazy what they did, but if you do like Ryan Johnson, he did, and then you can just throw some bananas as math into it, mm. and then no one will know because I thought it was film. Yeah, yeah, I was bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> but now let's go into to the future. We've talked about you know being the amateur community, whatever you will call it, has gained more access into the film industry and they have way more opportunities and options to do that ideas have more space to grow in exactly what do you think you know that social media and youtube and also let's say in, in the internet of whole has made a let's say revolutionized in some way community because is there an argument for that you know let's say a video a small let's say you know smosh when they started, when they were big in, you know, in the late noughts, were they film filmmakers? Yeah. Were they? They made short film skits. Mm. They were filmmakers. I would Like yeah. SNL, I would. but on YouTube. They, mm. were, they were just using a different platform. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter if you're in the cinema or on YouTube or on Twitch or who cares, Bumble for all I care. <laughs> you're still a filmmaker if you're using that visual media to present something or a story with film digital or whatever on practical film mm. if you're doing that it doesn't matter what platform you use it's still a film would you also include vlogs in that because i think that's yeah. when it gets a bit difficult but no. i would still say that you're a filmmaker i would consider the thing is i wouldn't actually consider them filmmakers i would consider them content creators and in a way filmmakers are content creators it's just a different kind of content so it's like a sub like species subcategory yeah like a subcategory of content creation so smosh were content creators and people like Spiel spielberg are filmmakers i can i can kind of see your point because they also do things like you know gameplay which isn't 
a film thing to do. That's in, then, in the game it's, area. It's actually taken a lot, like a long turn when it comes to like video games because mm. there are like, especially I, I, I play Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the Escape from Tarkov community is very toxic, but when it comes to like the whole content creation aspect of the video game community, people actually make Tarkov mm. movies and films that are actually like, 40, yeah. 50, maybe even like two hours long. I've seen I've two seen hours. That, you know, that's also the thing that, of course, I've seen very much in GTA Five when you know the, yeah. the new in when they came out on PS uh, or remastered on PS4. Yeah, you know, as you know, this film version you could do. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you you could start moving the camera around and you could play out. You know, you know your own film. Oh, that's director's so, mode. Right? Yeah, yeah, director's, director's mode. mode. Yeah, I also yeah. had that on PC. So, so if you make a film in that, is that also a film? Are you considered a filmmaker? I mean, I would say it depends on what the content of the within the film is, because you can yeah. you can call it a film with like a guy doing a like. Let, okay, let, okay, let's I'll, say let's say we have we just sh- more or less make a shot for shot recreation of hard, uh, Fur- Fast and Furious in GTA. Oh, I would in, say that. in Winewood. Are you also then a filmmaker if Definitely. you do that within you know that engine? I would say that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it depends on... Like, the director's mode is a bit of a gray area, if you ask me. Because you can do so many things within the director's mode. And I would say to, to open director's mode, spawn in a character and make him have, like, a mass shooting or something. Just to, like, have a cinematic, oh, this guy's going to kill a lot of people type of deal. I wouldn't consider that a film. But if you actually, no. like... If you actually have a whole thing planned out, that it's not just spawn this guy in, give him a gun, kill people... It is very hard to define what makes a person a film creator or not. I mean, I think I think what most people would probably say is that it's when you utilize, you know, setups, and it's when you you make a payoff, you make a middle, you make a story, you make connections, you make characters, you make you make a sort of the essentials of the essentials film, another universe. You make it cinematic, but can you also do that in director's mode? I mean, I've never because personally been in director's mode. So I'm just talking theory here. Like in, in yeah. theory, you could, of course, yeah, you no, could. I don't think you can get, you cannot pull out lights. Beca- but no, you can wait until you can just turn out when when is the sun over there, when is the sun over here. It's it's just it's just like um, animation. It's it's the same principle, really. You, you take a bunch of characters and like generated stuff. It doesn't matter if it's in the real world or in the computer. You're still making a film. A film, yeah. But Christian has a good point with content creation because I can see how the play style of it, it's more affecting the audience like a a commercial would or an, inf- an informational video mm. would. Or actually, it's content creation is a lot of the mixture between film and TV, I would yeah. say. Uh, you talk about Vlog Sky. Casey Neinstadt. I, I think he's, he's a filmmaker. filmmaker I, I believe but that. But he vlogs. I, I mean, I get that. But he also, like, he, sets he up has a story. Yeah, and, like, he has a narrative when yeah. he actually, like, do the vlogs. Yeah, he's doing setups. He's, you know, placing the camera, going back and then skating through mm. to tell his story. And he's finding places and using lights and, and whatever. Yeah. He's a filmmaker. The, th- the thing is... But his thing is, like, he vlogs. Mm. So, is he? I would say he, it is weird. It, he, it's a difficult he, question. He, I th- yeah, it's a, it is, but I would consider him a filmmaker because he, yeah. he, he utilizes 
everything like that is essential in a film. In a film, yes, yeah. exactly. uses the narrative, the like good camera placements, hmm. probably also color correction, definitely color correction. Yeah, he definitely uses yeah. that. He has a like main it, character. Yeah, there, there's a game. There, there's a game. There's a guy <laughs> on YouTube called Adrian Luck. Or some some Damien Luck, yeah. Oh yeah, Damien. Yeah, he just goes around and vapes, and he's like faded in a hole, faded in a hole, and then he smokes, and that's it. That's his that's his kind of vlogs, and I would not consider that like no a film because no. it's he's not a filmmaker because he just well, goes around and like sucks in a vape, and that's mm. that's but, not but it. But what is the difference? Let, let's say you put a story to that because you could do a story. We did a film which I in two cents. I am not proud of, and we we I don't like as much. But we did imagination. Mm. This is just a guy walking uh, around. I wasn't proud, too proud of. But that. but again, there there's still a story being told, and it that I think is just a testament to us not being as good as filmmakers. But of course, we we will evolve. Yeah. But I mean, okay. The thing is, like in the end, you can just say, for example, one of the greatest films of all time. I believe you know the good and the bad, the ugly. This is just a guy walking around, and then he gets caught up in a story. Of it, course, it's a but style. He's just a guy walking. Mm. If you're a filmmaker that. or not, that's a style. If you're a content creator or not, that's a style you utilize. If you're a series creator, it's a style you utilize. It's very different of how you use it. Just like, would you say people who make documentaries are filmmakers? Yeah, yeah, but they do it completely different. They should have a have a sort of subcategory. People who animate. They still are making films, but they're do utilizing and, and doing it in a different way. There you go. They don't have a camera. Mm. Well, they have a camera within the like blender. Not a the, not a physical render. Yeah, but yeah. they don't have a physical camera mm. unless the, you can use the camera. I've, a camera well, is yeah, not what like use defines it, but, a movie yeah, maker. But that but, actually. That but then of course, and then we get to another gray gray area, which is a bit of a mixture. Let's say um, performance capture. We talked about a bit of this, you know, in the Lord of the Rings thing or, and you know the planet of the apes and and of course avatar and tintin used it very very greatly you know this live action performance being filmed we you know with a digital camera which hooked up to a game engine and yeah, then realizes you know these suits. models and then of course it's painted and animated in the end but you know this is a bit of a mixture mm. that's also i would consider it a film like to advertise yeah, but not a great film, but you know it's definitely a great film in terms of box office, like definitely of all time. I would consider motion capture as to be some of the most like amazing filmmaking hmm. because they also use it for it's video hard. games, and video games also have a, like some video games like The Last of Us, Uncharted, Uncharted have a narrative and a story and a plot and hmm. characters and amazing world building as well hmm. in a bunch of these games. And I'll consider that film because you go through an interactive story following a narrative. Yeah. So in a way, it's an interactive film. Mm. There are many, you know, who do super cuts of, of, you know, many, let's say, cutscene long or heavy games and just cut these scenes together. And it's still, you know, somewhat of a cohesive story. Mm. Of course, then the separator is if, if you can tell the story within the gameplay, which I do prefer and I think it's way better because it's more, you know, why not just do a film then? Yeah. Or a regular series. Um, yeah. I think it's because there is a market within video games as well for the narration and story-driven video games. Like a, yeah. a, ga a game a game developer Until like... Until Dawn, such... Until Dawn, yeah. They're exactly. so heavy story-based. Mm, Red Dead Redemption. The Walking Dead as well. Yeah, The Walking Dead. They have like, they've made like four games and like, it's a... I would see that as a, like a film. Yeah. Mm. 
just with different like outcomes. Yeah, you know, but there's there's still an overarching story. You know, the Assassin's Creed series with Ezio, Assassin's Creed Two: Brotherhood and Revelation. That's mm. one big story of his life, and which is also you could do that as a film. Yeah, definitely. They did a, a, they did a short promotional video i think they uh, made it for <laughs> they made an for, Assassin's Creed film in like 2016 i think it was yeah but th- that was another separate project mm. uh, though but still you know within the canon but they did a you know with his father Etio's father i believe they did a small promotional video 15 minute film short yeah. film to promote assassin's creed 2 um so so yeah but what about okay then you know Social media. I want to talk about that a bit. I, I just want to really come back. Um, so all of this we just discussed may sound a lot like defining filmmaking into the future. I just want to clarify that films, which is usually described, and here's a quote because I want to do this Scott right. Say probably a series of still photo- photographs on film projected on and ugh, <laughs> onto a screen using light in rapid succession. I want to say, fine, you want to define it like that, you can. It's very vague at the same time. Like yeah, it's very vague. I can Mo- take four pictures and like have them go. Exactly. And then it's take like... Take 24, a, but you have one second of film. Yeah, yes. you're done. True. I just want to say something that my film teacher, with and he has like 30 years of experience, he said to me, there are no rules in film. And I, I love that. Like he always came with this, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that, and and of course he's right in certain areas, but he would always excuse it with, you know, you can do it if you're doing it right, and I think I think that's so true. Like, y- yes, we're trying to define film here, but you you really can't. It depends on the person so much. There are probably like, let's say, just at least eight people listening that are like. You know what? I don't think that's a film. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, they, they probably did, like they disagree. Yeah, probably. and that's not wrong because this is just our take on what a film defines and what films are gonna be like in future sense. But like defining film and what is a filmmaker are are so different. Like, do you think that in let's let's say that we don't know what the definitive answer is, but do you think I don't that there think is, there's a definitive answer? But if there is a definitive answer to what an opera is, what a painting is, what a song is, what a piece of, what a symphony is, then again, shouldn't there also be a definition for film? There should, but like we just discussed everything and we agreed on certain areas that that's a filmmaker, that's a filmmaker, that's a filmmaker, but they aren't alike. I think it's very... We're talking about different things and still calling yeah. them all filmmakers. So in a way, we're explaining ourselves to having that different spectacle on what a filmmaker is yeah i think it's very opinion based it depends very it depends a lot on how you look at it so like, the spectrum is very very large yeah and, what and, I'm and, getting from this. and different from person to person people yeah, have yeah. complained at the oscars for there isn't certain categories and such movies are so giant i i don't think we should put it in a box i think that's like the only thing that makes the the like ever-growing aspect of film mm. a bad thing is the fact that it's grown to such a big point that now it's even like it, it's it's getting it's getting harder and harder to define what a film actually is yeah there's a thin line between film and what what a film is and what a media is so, so like, it's very much like what what in the end it's what the creator the filmmaker intentions are 
So let's say we sit down, we want to make an action film. And we make maybe some jokes, but we make an action film. Some people are going to be like, oh, I love that comedy. <laughs> What? Yeah, and, then, and of course, some will probably take it as a drama or a comedy. Yeah, but some people will be like, action. they were so dramatic. That's a great drama. And mm. we would be like, no, it was about them hitting each other. Exactly. You know? oh. But at, in the end, I would side with the creator and say that that is true. But again, if they had a, a good experience, they had they were so entertained and they had a good time with this action film, but they thought it was a, a comedy. Is is it wrong to then say that they are wrong because they still enjoyed that comedy film? This this is gonna sound weird, but it's kind of like toilets. No 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 no. I can't wait for this. And and not in the way you think. No, the inventor of the toilet meant meant for people to be sitting. Yeah, like opposite. Yeah, the other way because the, the other way have a little like table. They right? would have a little table. Yeah. <laughs> he meant it to be the opposite way, but nobody's doing that, and that's just the like the general form now. I think it's the same way. Like a filmmaker can make something, and it's supposed to be this, but people are going to receive it differently. It's so opinion based, so subjective. It's subjective, subjective. Whatever. It's 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 basically. You can define it as one thing as you are, but another might differ that, and that's gotta be okay. And in film, we should make it a bigger spectrum. And I hope, I so hope, that's a thing in the future. We're getting very, very acceptable with like what we define ourselves as: sexualities and genders. And honestly, next thing should be film and media. To to what extent? What do you mean? Like accepting in. Yeah, the, yeah. This the big spectrum or the ever expanding spectrum of mm. what a filmmaker, what a film is. Mm. Okay. Like a creator, but no, but like okay, a creator saying this is an action, and somebody's coming over and being like, "This is yeah, I I loved your comedy," mm-hmm. and he's just like, "No, it was an action," and people being like, "Oh, I just see it as a comedy," and that being okay, you know, just accepting, okay, it's an action for for the creator and such. Yeah, that's fine. I see it as a comedy. I'm just gonna keep that to myself, and everybody should be fine. Yeah. So, like in a certain way, it's like freedom of speech and freedom, freedom of uh, interpretation and expression. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you're allowed to feel freedom, exactly. freedom of interpretation. That's very good. Yeah. 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 That's True. like you, you. We like we have our own way of looking at. But don't like go harass people about it. No. no yeah, don't, don't be a don't, dick about don't it. Don't be an ass. Don't be an ass. Of course, it's... you can have an opinion, but. Not everybody needs to know that opinion. To be yeah. honest, like don't don't take it to yeah. Twitter. All If right? you don't have anything positive to say, go on Twitter. <laughs> actually, don't go on Twitter. Write it down in a book and bury it or something. You know yeah. what? I actually want to go on Twitter now. Don't go on Twitter. We are making a podcast episode. Dude. Oh my god, guys, we aren't trending. Are we, are, are we on Twitter? Did you make a Twitter? You, I've, uh, you, I, I want to make. I a remember Twitter. that you want You make, he wants to make a TikTok. Have, have you guys Twitter? You want to make a MySpace as well? A MySpace? What are you like? No, sixteen and like the nineties. I didn't want to make a MySpace. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Did you know Elon Musk is a perfume salesman now? I just wanna. I just went on Twitter. So can you get like a Tesla scent or something? <laughs> I don't know. I I just said it. Just said Elon Musk is now a perfume salesman. I was like, what? Going back a bit to you know the future. We've recently have you know this big thing called the volume, which has you know of course you know replaced. Very often, you know, the blue and green screen. Um, do you think that is a positive thing? And what are let's say what what are the pros and cons of the volume? Let's start there. If it's done right, then it's good. 
if yeah. or does it like just like in general like if if we take it as a whole if it's done right it's good if it's mm. not utilized well and done bad it's bad L- like my like my film teacher would say if if you're doing it well it's you can do it if it it's works, good it works. if it works good then use it it works if it doesn't it works. why bother but, but I'm, I'm more talking about you know the 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 act of filmmaking does it help the filmmaker more to use a, a volume I mean than gr- a green screen gr- green screens were always a bit outdated a bit weird yeah <laughs> they were always a bit outdated they but really cheap I they're mean, cheap, but, but they're then again, it's, it's yeah. like it goes the same way. Like if if you're bad at using green screen, it will completely like pull butcher you off. It. Yeah, it will butcher your entirety, like entire thing. I remember making like some some small videos, behave in front of a green screen, like talking about like aspects of Tarkov. I used to show them on my stream whenever I was li- whenever I was live on Twitch. Yeah, uh, and I could never make a good green screen. No, like it was so awful. Like I could show you now, and you'd be like. You, you'd like make a weird face at me. You're like, what? And you showed this to someone? What? You actually posted this? Fuck. It's actually funny because I'm working on a project, film project right now, where we, <laughs> we are utilizing green screen. But I think is is there an argument for you? Let's say the green screen is it's probably very good for the, for the amateur filmmaking mm, who, who can get it very cheap and easily because no, I actually the volume say no. is. Very, very big. I want to say no. Expensive. I want to say no for everybody out there thinking, oh, it's so annoying to go outside and filming there, there, and this. I'm gonna give you the Hollywood golden tip of filmmaking. So yeah, this is probably gonna be my biggest statement of the podcast, and it's gonna be something everybody's gonna reclip because I'm gonna tell you now how to make good films. Okay. Oh shit. This is the golden nugget I learned in film school that my teacher told me in secrecy. So, <laughs> in secrets. The, the way to make good Hollywood movies and such is using natural light. I know, it's fucking obvious, but nobody's doing it. Everybody out there right now thinking, oh, I should, I should invest in a green screen so I don't have to go outside and I get bad sound and such. Fucking don't. Green screens have been utilized where they should be by YouTubers, streamers, the future of content creation, where it fits within, the documentary makers, all of that. But no, natural light and making of that, there's a reason Hollywood is in California, guys. The weather is consistent. They can film everything with great light because the lighting is always on the fucking spot. Now you know, if you haven't ever thought about why Hollywood is in California, now you goddamn know. It's natural light. It's the best thing ever. I swear to God. Sound and image and light are so important. And if you get that natural light, oh, it's a beauty. I swear. You heard it here first on Subtleties for Stupid People. Yeah, now you know how to make good films. You're welcome. Is that really it? Yeah. No joke. He said that on my first day in film school to me personally. And he was like, okay, now I expect big things of you. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Uh, like so, so the writing and like no, that's still important. Directing, but, yeah. but um, <laughs> he was like, "That's still important." But remember this, and if you don't, don't. You shouldn't go to the school. <laughs> Wait, he actually said that. <laughs> he said that. It was so dramatic. That's and harsh, I but like no, no, he loves me because the, like what I do. Did. You want to out this guy by name? No, 
<laughs> I really don't. You know who you are. <laughs> Yo, who you are. <laughs> if you're listening, you no. Honestly, this is a celebration for him because he's one of the best teachers I've ever had. Is it the one who I met? And one of them. I've got. I've gotten told this three times at film school by three different by three teachers. different teacher teachers. Yeah. Damn. Hey yo! What I did, like my first ever short film on the school, was I. I was like, we have to do this in the forest. <laughs> Why, Oliver? It seems unnecessary to go to a forest. We're in the big city. No, we we need we need to go to a forest. Trust me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay. Now let's get into speculation and real future filmmaking because we jo- yeah. we talked a bit about you know augmented reality and 4D, whatever that means. Do you think, what what do you think? Let's say in fifty years that the cinema, like, let's say you know every every ten fifteen years we get like this big revolutionizing thing in the film in- industry. You know we had TV and then we had you know the the bigger screens and then we had of course way way back you know we had first motion picture then color and then sound. You heard it here, guys. Predictions. Mm. What do you think? Let's say in in fifty forty years, you know one of the big things that will have changed. Not the whole industry, but you know, now now it's an option. Let's say, for example, augmented reality. Let's start there. All right, augmented reality is going to be so big. It's going to be way different. It's going to be a, it's going to be a giant thing. It's going to be more common throughout the, your phone, probably. People are still developing on it, and it's like it's the next step towards making more in depth, realistic, and like immersive creations and content it seems a bit weird to say this on the podcast but five nine at freddy's the franchise they made an app where you can actually go and experience an ar in your room where the animatronics if you know the series they come haunting you throughout this app and it's a whole like game slash ar experience like there's a reason companies and people start developing that because it's going to be a new big thing in film school, we also often get criticized for not ex- using and utilizing these new things because they're going to develop so fast. A perfect example, I was uh, in film university to get a tour because I want to go there next year. They actually told me that their first students in, what was it, 2008, they had to make their own like VR headsets with their phone and such. They had to make... like legitimately code their own program and put it on their own made VR headset and it was such a big thing then think about now it's only been 12 years or so 14 sorry and now we have like body suits that when where you can feel stuff we have like gloves instead of just controllers we have VR headsets that doesn't even need to be plugged in and show like 15 times the better quality all of that and more are going to be utilized. Can you remember Google lenses or Google glasses? Google glasses, yeah. Google yeah. glasses. Yeah. It failed, they, but the idea no, was it great. Didn't. No, it didn't. It generated over 50 companies that, that are now bought by Google that are also developing these intelligent glasses. Really? Yeah. Things like Edith from the Spider-Man movie, glasses like that, they're becoming a thing. It's not commercial yet, but they're in development. Oh, I saw this commercial quite recently from uh, one of our uh, banks here in Denmark that you can now buy a ring to pay. Yeah. Wait, yeah. For real? Yeah. For example. You can buy a ring. Um, of course, you know, you can. You have, you have your cash, you have your credit card, then you have your phone, then you have your, your watch. You can yeah. get a ring now. It makes sense. 
you, you can have smart rings. Like, in one point, we will all be like Iron Man with chips in our arms, and we can just, like, we'll basically do the force. People, people are already getting bionic arms. Mm. It's, it's not, like, so new. Honestly. That's pretty nutty. But, mm. but, but on a filmmaking perspective, do you think that... Because let's um, let's one point you know in video games, in the very extreme end and mostly in in, in experimental ways we have there's been been like small domes where you then your player gets in and you have a VR headset on, but it's then it's a 360 dome where you can you know sometimes in extreme ways you will be actually shot. Let's say I'm playing Call of Duty, I'm actually being shot and being pinched in the leg when I'm being shot in the leg. Yeah. And then I have to turn to my right physically. It's gonna to be shoot. A, it's gonna be a Black Mirror episode. To yeah. be honest. Do you do you think that filmmaking could take a page out of that? They're they're already way? going towards that direction. Yeah, I was just about mm-hmm. to say I think it's gonna. It's probably gonna go like that mm. way. So like basically, um, you know, Ready Player One. Yeah. When you go into less, the less this dystopian extreme, though. Less yeah, dystopian. Less dystopian yeah, yeah, but the, but <laughs> I'm only you know only the idea of that technology to get into the oasis. You will have to fully. Oh yeah, up and big all time. Mm? Just think about it. Like crypto coins and such, they're becoming a fucking thing. Thing. Like it's it's privatized currency. That is gonna generate throughout the media franchise the games franchise and it's gonna throw itself into something like Ready Player One and make itself a part of those experiences that you're probably gonna experience the same way we saw in Ready Player One the technology mm. okay I, honestly I think there's gonna be a market in there I think it's a new market uh, making money from being within something like the metaverse I, I know it, the metaverse is a joke right now but in the future I do hope that the the act of sitting down and just watching a 2D film never dies though. Mm. I'm a bit old school, I I really am, but I'm also very, you know, excited by, you know, this augmented reality and you know the 4D whatever that means and 5D mm. and so on. It is very and I want to try it. I really want to do. But I do think, you know, the thing, the act of sitting in a cinema and watching like a 70 millimeter on film film I don't think that will ever die. I'm just gonna say, I'm sorry, but the cinemas is dying. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. cinemas is so that, that's because I think I do believe that's because of online streaming, especially yeah. now that Disney Plus is releasing all these bingo, yeah, films that are just or, okay, yeah. and shows. Let's talk that about directly. that. You know, is is you know, like cinemas? You know, we well, they is we know it is, or at least they are struggling. But that's the same thing, you know, when way back in the you know in the 60s and 70s when. You know, TV was becoming more and more of a thing. Will how do you think that Hollywood or filmmaking industry will will respond to getting people out of their homes again and into the theater? Because it's more or less the same problem they're facing. Wait, so like what what they have to do? You know, you, you know, back when they then they they then made you know like 70 uh, millimeter films and panorama and 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 now IMAX we have now. And of course, it's more or less the same thing because streaming is now just, you know, at home. So what can cinemas or film industry do to keep people in cinema? Well, okay, well because I'm I do think that most filmmakers, I'm, I'm talking about the individual directors, let's say that. Mm. They, mm. I, I do believe that they would prefer most of their films in general to be watched in a cinema. I actually don't. I don't think either. No, you don't? I, no. I do believe that streaming... Like streaming media, like such as Netflix, Viaplay, whatever. Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. It's been normalized now over these last like what, 
<laughs> ten years. Ten years, yeah. It's not been long. It's so normalized now that, de- like, I, I, I personally grew up with uh, VHS yeah, well, I'm, and I'm DVDs. Same, same. Is, is, it, is that a good thing? I'm talking about more the artistic vision. I would say, film. like, for, for, yeah. for the filmmakers, mm? I don't... Yeah, it's a good thing because it's I, I think thing. it's made probably neutral as well because... I mean, they still get money. They still get paid. Like, yeah, they get the, paid even more. Yeah, because I do believe that film. But if I make an IMAX film, mm-hmm. and then you watch it on your home, let's say still 8K. Yeah. For the yeah, HD re- like re- re- resolution. TVs are getting better and better. Yeah. You can get 4K now for like no money, and just five years ago, it was like eight times the value it is today. But having an 8K television is still not the same as you know having a projector. But they're sound. all they're also getting bigger, and the same with sound systems. Yeah, like the the fact that they're they keep making more and expanding. So so mm. you, what you're saying it's not there yet, but it's coming very it's coming, soon. Definitely, it's coming. Like, I'm, I'm a, saying you're gonna get a home movie theater very soon. Yeah, because like like within my lifetime, you think definitely. I mean, I when I was when I was around like twelve, I tried the Oculus Rift headset for the very first time. Yeah, like way back. In and the I was, store? Uh, yeah, no, not in the store. A guy actually owned oh. a headset, and I tried it, and I thought this was so revolutionary. And like, holy shit, this is like the most insane thing. I'm never gonna have one of my own. Yeah, I got a VR headset like two years ago. Yeah, for like. It was like seven thousand crowns. It's like a thousand bucks or something, mm. something close to that. And it was still expensive, but now they're releasing headsets that cost like way less. It's Nothing. like yeah, it's it's so cheap. And I do believe if if VR can do it, which was like the big, the big, big the big like, thing, it was such an like outworldly concept. I do believe that home theaters will be doing the same because with like yeah. more and more headsets being created and more and more surround sounds and 8K TVs and stuff. Technology just yeah. The more the more the more they get produced, the more the old ways are gonna die. Yeah, the old. It's like, gonna be in a museum. I, I don't hear you defending the cinemas. You don't have a problem with them. Don't I, you? I, do, I don't have a problem because really? I, I actually One, I do yeah. because I grew up. What? With, I, yeah, I grew up with cinema. You go to the cinema to have an experience and like an undescribable experience so like it's it's just a nice time you have a good time with like good sound big picture like clear like everything yeah true 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 true. i love cinemas way more than that i've seen like bullet train 14 times in the cinema because i refuse to find it illegally online i i know the cinema is important and i love fucking love the cinema it's how i started as a filmmaker when i was six it's still one of the biggest experiences i've ever had going into the cinema with my mom and my twin but Guys, think about it. It's easier accessible. It's cheaper for the public. The movie creators are gonna earn way more money. Yeah, like they're gonna be able to produce more quicker. They're gonna be able to diversify what they create. So the creators is also gonna have a bigger creativity wide span when wanting to make certain things. They're no longer as much limitations when creating such because they now have an open medium they can produce on. Disney Plus is like the professional filmmakers youtube it's gonna become like that um yeah. I, I think so and then, like at the same time i do i do feel like that I, I do feel like cinemas have done their part very much they, they've done what they were supposed to do and it's i wouldn't mind them like not existing even though it's like sad. it's sad because you know, i grew up with this it's not i'm not ready to let go i'm not ready i'm not ready <laughs> not either but then again like not. to 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 
put it in the, like the bigger picture and say that this is like the cinemas have been a thing since like the what mid eighties. Yeah. Oh, before I think. All the way. Wait. I yeah. Seventies. Like, yeah. Maybe. They had it okay. In let, the let's 30s. say. Let's say. Let's say like fifties to be just to be like. Like like commercially cinemas as we know them probably since the sixties late sixties yeah. I think and that's that's the thing because I do believe that like these eighty ninety years they've like been a thing they've done like so much they've revolutionized and helped develop this entire thing of like con- holy like, moly it's from like just the nineteen hundreds like nineteen early oh oh but commercially available for the public like like you and me. Mm. Who don't make, let's say, students? Yeah. Okay, students probably know, but Because the general sixties like sounds like a. Good, I think sixties. It sounds like a good like compromise between the 1900s and the. Because of course you knew, you know you you had drive-in theaters in the late fifties. Yes. But again, how many people would go to that? Mm. Uh, the, the, the 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 high class. The big yeah. screen had its. Debut in 1895, so commercially, I want to say 20 years after that. So yeah, 19. Probably, yeah, or, yeah, 1910, really? 20. So mm. like 100 years. Uh, yeah, almost. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. So like in the like these hundred years have been so important mm. for in, in, like in movie history and will be important like going forward. It is. So it dying, it will be sad, and a lot of us, Caio and I included, mm. are not ready to let go. <laughs> Um, but eventually, it just like it. We just gotta stop beating the dead horse. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's be it's honest. It's not a dead horse. No, but it's you know it's like it's it, it kind of is. It's have you com- see, compared like, compared to what it was? Yeah. like eight years ago before like Netflix boomed, mm. it Even, was big, and now it's just not like anymore. Mm, I mean, I st- I still do. I still go. A lot of people still go, but I, people prefer to just stay at home. I I have seen like world premieres, movie premieres. All those things. Last time I experienced like a full cinema, bef- uh, which was not Marvel, wasn't like 2014. I was just about to say the Hobbit. Last time it was full and it wasn't a Marvel movie. That was it. Think about it. Like if you go and want to watch something in the cinema, like it's pretty. Pre- I don't know if it's anywhere else, but in Denmark it's pretty much only Marvel that's going like all the time exactly. different days and before that every movie was like all the time different days now maybe if you want to see let's say because of streaming right because of streaming streaming has killed like a bunch of industries as well as blockbuster but that's that i'm asking because blockbuster became a streaming service of its own now they they don't have any more stores i'm pretty sure they yeah the last store like closed like one or two years ago yeah and you can now now it's like an online movie renting service. Yeah, I have their app. It's actually pretty great. Yeah, like Blockbuster has a lot. It's it's a great app, but it's but, like but it's. I'm asking sad. you know. I'm asking yeah. you know. W- w- do you think that the movie industry will retaliate as they did in the 60s and 70s with mm, you know the no. roadshow? No. I, I think no. You don't think so? No, but I hope they will. I don't think they will, but I I hope mm. that it's gonna happen. They that like won't. it's gonna be <laughs> good. really won't. But then you don't again, think so? no. Uh, I really don't. I'm Why? gonna quote. I'm gonna quote myself. Times are changing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. I think that's like the but, best but, but answer. But that's why they retaliated, because times were changing. Mm. People didn't go to the cinema in way back when, and then they did these road shows, where you know it was it was like it was an event. It was a big luxury thing. Mm. I do you but think that something no. like that will happen again? I think like I would like to experience Fame. a road show film. Famously said. 
like it's it's often said that networking is the no, your number one priority as a filmmaker and the reason for that a lot and you saw this in the golden days of hollywood especially it's the rich people that controls the movies mm. like really really controls the movies and it still is you have to know people in high places with a lot of money to even get your movie made it, like they're talking millions at a table and when some somebody creative a filmmaker comes into that conversation it it they really they really really are specific about who they pick so i can definitely see the creative people on the side of filmmaking are going to be like yeah we want to keep cinemas but but i also see like the vast majority saying no we want to kill cinemas because then we have the freedom to not be on the hold of some rich person or rich studio company whatever in the hands of them whenever we want to get our big debut or want to do something creative like some some of the high roads at the at the hollywood studios they think about the money like it was a big thing in like 13 where film was used for big companies to like get rid of their tax uh, paying situations it it was like a whole thing where and other companies would buy into films so that they could hide that they didn't pay taxes and such because it, movies are so many numbers and millions of dollars and they're going everywhere and all around and yeah after that whole scandal i think like the rich hollywood people only got a bigger grip i'm not too sure about this but it i feel like it seems that way so creative people probably are on the tip of yeah i want streaming to be bigger so i have more freedom and i also really like cinemas because i feel like that's where my movie should go but on the like money side people are gonna hate cinemas they already do probably when you say on people, the money side the the owners the the, the, the responsible yeah the studios yeah. i think they hate cinemas so much i don't really? think they want to be there I think it's because it's it's yeah because it's all about money. It's like all in, about in the, money. In, in the, yeah, and that's the thing that sucks because if a like if a filmmaker has a really good concept and a really good movie, yeah. ready to be shown on this big motherfucking screen, mm. they are they're probably gonna say no, and they're probably. they're probably gonna try and buy him out of his own movie mm. to put it on a streaming service because it's cheaper, it's easier, it's more accessible yeah. to the normal consumer the viewer yeah. it's like they that's the that's also exactly why i want to fight it uh, that i want to keep cinemas it's like because a i think you know anarchy thing a, a bit actually yeah. yeah it is it is but i you know i want to fight it somewhat because i do think you know for example streaming there is a market for it there's definitely but you can still you know the vast majority of films that you have on streaming were had had that debut in the cinema Mm. Which I do believe, in the end, that the film creator would pr- would prefer that their film was shown there. And I will always champion the the artist before the studio. But I also, again, I do get it's a business. Yeah, the it artist is. is on the hold of the studio, mm. so he's gonna be like, "I'm glad you have that opinion, but I can't do anything about yeah." But the, shit. It's, I, the I studio think it's, has. I think the it's hold. sad when you have to compromise the artistic potential of a film because you I will I will go watch it on my computer screen instead of a big screen with quality sound. Like yeah my Marshall headphones are great but it won't never compare to Dolby 
we, we're not yeah. sponsored by Marshall. We're not sponsored yet, by Marshall. Yet. <laughs> or Dolby. Yeah, yeah JPL and whatever. But I, I just think, I think that is the better experience to watch a film. Mm. And I don't think anyone can argue with that unless you have a home theater at home with, you know, really good built sound and picture and so on. I'm yeah. actually going to argue a bit because I have moments where I, like, we've all done it, come on, where it's late and you find a good movie on your phone and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, oh, but it's late, I should go to bed. But it, okay, I'll, I'll watch 10 minutes <laughs> and then I'll stop. And you get so hooked in <laughs> on your phone and it's like... I don't know how to describe it, but when you have the right moment and the right movie, fuck, it's like better, yeah, yeah, better than better. sex I almost. I agree. And you sit there <laughs> and, and like in bed and it's 2 a.m. and you're watching a movie and your eyes are just pouring blood out because you're having your, your screen like right in your face. It's still a fucking it holds great up. experience. It yeah, really does. It really does. Actually, a lot of people watch movies and TV and content on their phones. Yeah, on phone and iPads and computers. Yeah, especially yeah. YouTube, actually. Uh, mm. Like, a bunch of people use their PCs, of course. Yeah. But now with, like, Chromecast and Apple TV and all the other, like, again, more accessibility. Exactly. It makes it so much more used, I guess. It's yeah, like no. the best but way. I, but I That's just true. don't think, you know, it would ever, you know... I don't think it can recreate that same experience. No, it's a different experience, but sometimes it's better. It is. It, 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 there's no doubt about it. But I think still, you know, in general, it's, you know, a phone is not made for you to watch a film on. It can it do is that. now. It is now. Mm, mm. No, a phone is a yeah. phone, first of all. And then no. afterwards... No. I think smartphones are used. Smartphones. It's, it's like, again, it's a compromise between the whole point of being able to call someone and then at the same time stream and be entertained. Well, you know, yeah. what's the point of a phone? A phone is to call someone, give them mm. information. Then a smartphone, of course, you can then do more things. Yeah, you like can have a social media. You can go on the calculators internet. Calculators. But you can use it for work. <laughs> of course that. And you can also, of course, use it to make films a and watch films. Kind of, yeah, a I, smartphone today is normalized as a phone yeah i i we yeah, I, okay, I think the, i think well, the point still. that kaya is trying to make is the fact that phones are capable of streaming but it's not optimal so and and it probably never will be even though it's the most like normal way of yeah. streaming i think i think i've i've been guilty of it but i think <laughs> you know to watch an imax film on a phone is very hypocritical and i think maybe evil in some weird way what? i think it's weird but Why? i've done it If if we I, we do disagree because Christian, please chip in here. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna observe. I'm, I'm having <laughs> a blast right always, now. <laughs> I will always champion how the artist wants me to experience the film. Ha, have the artist told you he wants you to see them? If he if he made an IMAX film or she she whatever. If this art filmmaker made an IMAX film, I would be very profound to if if they have a statement saying that they would prefer. Me watching it on an iPhone. 14. I gotta Google this. I gotta Google this. What? Do, what? What can you Google? Do filmmakers <laughs> prefer you seeing films in the cinema or at home? I think they would just prefer you like actually I, I think most their... of them would be just seeing it yeah they, they would prefer you just like seeing it and praising but, it but I'm, I'm not talking about you know casual movie going I'm talking about you know the perfect movie experience mm. and I think that you know you cannot recreate that with your phone I think your I, don't th I, I think your surroundings define your movie experience if you're in the of course like if... that's the thing you know bad movie goers 
I fucking hate them. <laughs> like talking and screaming and with the phone out is the worst thing ever. Yeah. I hate it. But and then sadly, it is also part of that experience. But when you have a good experience, I don't mm. Yeah. Like like of course you know, I can probably have a better experience at home watching let's say uh, Doctor Strange on my phone than in the cinema. Mm. I can probably Okay, do. what? But I but you know, that sound system my phone sound system will never be the same or never as good as the one in cinema. That's yeah. just not That's true. Um, true. Um, but um, I can still have a better experience. That's what I want. I want to come in with uh, some numbers here. I found an article from Statista where it says like 80, 58% of people asked would say they want to see movies at home and about a bit over 20% in a theater And a bit under 20% said they didn't have a prefer- preference. And then there's the psychopaths that becomes like, I think, 3% who says they don't watch movies. Oh, what? At all? Psychos. Hello? What? <laughs> what? Like, what are you doing if you're not watching movies? Like, are you playing, like, with a deck of cards? You're just you? jerking off all the time? Yeah, jerking off. But then again, you that would still be considered, like, I mean, porn is a Porn genre. is movies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a porno film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think they're just, you know, fucking. Crazy. But I mean, I do, I do feel like that, like your surroundings define your experience with a film. If you if you're watching Stranger the Things, atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere of your surroundings. If you're in a like, if you're in a cinema, hmm. it's good. It's good surroundings if you're watching it with like actual good people, not people shouting, being on their phones, like. Can I talk, oh, fucking talked about those. Yeah, fucking hate those. I, I was in the movies, I saw a horror movie, and somebody laughed, and I fucking hate them for it. I just, you could sense, you know, this jump scare <laughs> coming, and a guy just laughed, and everybody was like, dude, what the fuck? Damn. Oh. Sorry, so, continue. Uh, so we all agreed that, uh, that, that porn is art? Yeah, I mean, film is art, and porn is film, so yeah. <laughs> You Don't it. look at me. You heard it here. I first. mean, they made a porn parody of Star Wars, and that shit's glorious. <laughs> well, to be rule, honest. <laughs> rule, you know, Rule Thirty Four. You know, if you can think of it, it's already been on the internet. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you, if yeah, if you can think of it, there's porn of it. I, I think that's exactly. their slogan. Rule uh, something along those lines. Or is it Rule Thirty Two? I don't know. No, it's it's Thirty Four. I have a meme on my phone. Sorry, Christian. What were you saying before? Yeah, the, the atmosphere. Oh yeah. So basically, the atmosphere defines your experience. I watched the very first season of Stranger Things hmm. on my laptop. In bed while sick, Fuck and that shit was yeah. so good. It, that was probably like the atmosphere around me. I was just like alone in my good. room, mm. watching these kids play Dungeons and Dragons and fight a monster. <laughs> but and don't, but don't you think? Let's say if you watch that in a in a cinema, that would be. I, mean, I don't want to say I don't I don't want to say greater experience, but you know, yeah. I mean, yes, the sound would be better, the picture would be better, the, and everything would be extremely clear, like the audio, the picture, everything would be clear. But I, I I think it would be like the you just don't care. I, I in in that case I wouldn't care in in like that specific situation. I mean in, I do believe that some movies and films and series and shows and whatever are made for bigger screens and bigger. When sound you say systems. some, because I believe all film. Some, some. It's called a Disney Plus original. Let's be honest. Netflix original. Yeah, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be watching. Morbius in the cinema because Morbius is a f- because it's Morbius. It's, it's awful. <laughs> it's morphin time. It's morbin time. 
I, I was so happy when he said that in the film. It's so good. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like the, the movie peaks. But yeah, the fact is, the point that I'm trying to make is that I watched this film. I watched Morbius with my roomie while eating chicken nuggets, <laughs> and it was <laughs> such a great um, like. Uh, uh, the, like the, of course the film was bad but the the atmosphere and this like the the entire setting of my my room watching this awful uh film with my roomie just make made the movie like actually low-key kind of enjoyable mm. because yeah. you can make fun of it and i do believe that the the setting the mood the atmosphere around the people watching this media it, true whatever it may be really define the experience so let's say if i were to go watch marvel endgame mm. i would go definitely go to the cinemas probably possibly imax i did by the way amazing yeah um of course and that really made the made it an unforgettable experience but True. watching it on my phone on my laptop in my living room on my tv can do the same can do the same thing but it's different just, yeah it's just not it like i mean it's good but it's not the same it's it can't be compared, and that's why I think it's, 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 it's. Then again, it's another like, gray area. <clears throat> yeah, true. Like, okay, so I was in the for like, okay, Marvel changed up how they release their stuff. So in Denmark, we got, I believe it was No Way Home, the new one with yeah, all three. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. we got that a day before America, and I was like, I don't want to get this movie fucking spoiled. So me and my uh, colleague at the time we we decided to go see it and we saw it like in one of the biggest cinemas in denmark and it was like you know the pre you go world premiere i saw it with you too but i first saw it with my friend you know oh, that's, um, right. that's right yeah. in my room i have a collectible from that night because yes. it was such a great experience. And, okay. Did the cardboard. The ca yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I saw it and like people were in Spider-Man costumes and such and I fucking love the experience. It's so true. Mm. The atmosphere, like when he came out of yeah, the portal. Yeah, I was just like spoilers when spoilers this, alert, you know, spoilers when, alert for when, when Andrew came out. Everyone in screamed, the screamed, screamed. Yes. the same thing with Mag the, the same thing with Maguire when he came on, and it was like people legit threw popcorn and themselves yes. in front of like dude people <laughs> oh. were fucking ecstatic and everybody yes. just screamed daredevil when he came out like and i was yeah. jumping in my seat and the guy behind me came up and he like tapped my shoulder and was like dude 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 and i didn't know him i was like yeah what the fuck <laughs> dude yeah. one of the best experiences I ever had extremely and yeah it was so good well, i decided to steal a cardboard cutout that like was a promotional thing for the movie and that is just so Good because it, don't quote it, me on that. It really. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sue me for legal reasons. It's too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, that show. That's the perfect example of a good environment because yeah. a lot bunch of people coming to to see this film for the same reason. And mm. when shit goes down and shit gets good, people celebrate. Like it's it's, so it's a celebration of the old cast, the yeah. old the old guys. Like, you love being there. It's people who have the same interest as you. Again, communities. Communities yes. are really the future. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Like, and the same thing happened in Endgame. Yeah. Spoilers again. Spoilers again. When Thor, gra like, catches, yeah. Thor, like, Mjolnir. That shit's just... When Cap catches it. Did I say Thor? Yeah. 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 Okay, so when, when Thor was supposed to catch it and Cap does instead, Cap they, they, they have this, like, two-on-one. Yeah. And it's just, like, everybody just screaming. And, and the call by Sam on your left. 
Fuck. Yes. Dude, I still get chills mm. when I see that. Just because when I saw it, everybody was there, you know, just being fucking animals about it. Like, yes. yes fuck yeah. And that's what, that's what I meant with, like, some films are meant for bigger screens, especially Marvel. But then again, like, yeah, we... and yeah. Well, you can argue, of course, you know, a TV show is meant to be watched on TV. Definitely. Or let's say a streaming service. Mm. Often and I, on your TV, pre- preferably. But of course, I think they don't have a problem with your phone or iPad mm. or laptop. The only thing that I don't like is the fact that Marvel definitely peaked. Mm. And now they're just like in a bit of a... We're, eh. we're in a drought. It's pretty, pretty meh. Yeah, like I haven't really been excited for Marvel in a long time, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not going. Everybody too much was into like, detail. "Oh, multiverse of madness! This would be cool." And then it was goofy the whole way, and we were expecting like goofy some... and horror as well. Like they, like they made it. Well, I like the horror though. The, the horror, horror was good. When, when, when they didn't when it do was, enough. When it was like full horror, they it didn't was great. do enough. Mm. They didn't like, do enough. When Sam Raimi was just doing what he does best. No, no, no. They didn't amazing. do enough. They didn't do. But enough. but I agree. It wasn't enough. It was like only I. It, I could pick moments, and those were great. And that was it. That, that, that you he needed more free. it was a pretty mediocre experience yeah. let's be honest but, he needed uh, more free hands but guys it. so you think that in the end all in all let's finish it up here like the so, future so of filmmaking future of film is communities so yes cinemas might go down mm. but I think something like driving theaters or communal watching experiences which is not cinemas per se but communities watching something together I think that could be a next thing I'm hope, kind of hoping for like some kind of Phoenix thing, like when cinema dies, another, an, another like another new, new media, exactly, some like form. some new way, exp- like yeah. Well, you, you could argue, you know, cinema or film came, you know, from the painting, because it's just moving f- pictures in the yeah. end. Yeah, in some weird way. You in know. a weird way. Yeah. But um, guys, how was how was the drink? You didn't like it as much. Terrible. <laughs> I I I finished. I haven't even finished one glass. I, I, well, I thought it was great because not my fi- I not my love IPAs. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a okay. Solid, okay, next time I'll, I'll get you. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm not getting you IPAs more than. I mean, you have introduced some great IPAs with me and Sean, but the last two has been ooh. Mm, okay. <laughs> but uh, remember to drive the speed limit, drive, drink some water, and uh, Oliver, you would also add something? Watch the new <laughs> episode of She-Hulk. It's actually pretty cool. I haven't watched any of She-Hulk yet. So the next thing Christian is to do is to watch some more She-Hulk. Yeah. Watch some more, just like watch it. I haven't well, yeah, watched just it. Watch it. <laughs> I mean, I watched the scene where she twerks and it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, we're not proud of that one. Just, yeah, don't watch that. And, <laughs> of course, remember... Subtlety is for stupid people.